0: Every Monday at noon, we are going to take a journey, and it's all about you. My name is Mike Scheiman, and the name of the show is Choose to Be Fit. We will travel down the road of working out, and we'll talk about proper food intake and how the body works, plus lots of surprises. Most important is what is in your head that is preventing you from improving your health, fitness, and a better shape. We will explore how to get you started to create a better you. Again, the show is Choose to Be Fit, Mondays at noon. Come along. It will be fun and informative. Mystic Pop didn't mean to burst your bubble, but the new age is over.
1: Come into the now age and find the latest and greatest in spirituality, mind, body, and soul with Mystic Pop magazine.
0: Every full color issue is bursting with enlightened interviews, features, and current reviews of your favorite now age authors, musicians, artists, and more. Step out of the old world new age and into the now with Mystic Pop magazine. Ask for it at your local bookstores like Barnes & Noble, Borders, Books A Million, and many independent stores.
2: Mm -hmm. Gingivitis, gum disease, words you don't want in your mouth. But according to the American Dental Association, three out of every four adults will develop gum disease. Now there's an all-natural way to fight back. Introducing the Natural Dentist Herbal Gum Therapies. Developed by a dentist and clinically tested by a leading university, the Natural Dentist Herbal Gum Therapies Daily Oral Rinse and Toothpaste was proven to kill the germs that cause gum disease better than the leading brands. Regular use was proven to reduce gingivitis and bleeding gums. The Natural Dentist contains herbs like echinacea and aloe vera and has no alcohol or sugar or harsh chemicals. The Natural Dentist is guaranteed to work or your money back. You can find the Natural Dentist at most drug and health stores including Trader Joe's, Save-On, Walgreens and Long's Drug Stores as well as most health stores including Whole Foods, Markets, and Wild Oats. Call 800-615-6895 or visit www.thenaturaldentist.com for more info.
0: Broadcasting from Manhattan Beach and the World Wide Web, you're listening to CHSRHealthyLife.net. As a service to our listeners, this
2: program is for general information and entertainment purposes only. CHSRHealthyLife.net does not recommend, endorse, or object to the views, products, or topics expressed or discussed by show hosts or their guests. We suggest you always consult with your own personal, medical, financial, or legal advisor.
3: Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me busting through, and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail.
4: Welcome, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show Talk Radio to Thrive By. We've got a fabulous show for you today. Hey, listen, what if your career path, what if it really is written in the stars? I mean, what if you could look to the stars to get a sense of what your life is about? We're going to be talking to William Levisey today. He is the author of Beneath, Beneath a Vedic Sun, Discover Your Life Purfo- Purpose with Vedic Astrology. Now, this, this book is really, let me tell you, it is Hi, this full, is
5: Dr. John full this is one of, of the most absolutely informative information, fabulous, fabulous
4: guide stories to help each and every heart. one of us, of us tap into mind. the questions that we long to get answers to. Let me just tell you a little bit about to uh, transformative transformative uh, what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking with, uh, with William about the book, about what Vedic astrology is, why he wrote this book. Why this book is so important, especially today? Now, a little bit about William. He is, uh, holds a B.A. in Literature and M.A. in Education. He's been a practice pra- practitioner of Vedic astrology since 1983. We're going to hear a little bit about his journey, how all of this has come to fruition for him, uh, and how how his life journey relates to his own chart. So we're looking at taking uh, uh, just really getting a little bit deeper into what Vedic Astrology is, what the guides say, what Bill teaches in today's show. There's so much to talk about. this a fabulous book, by the way, uh, and uh, published by our friends at Hay House. And we want to thank you, Bill. Thank you so much for joining the show today.
5: Thanks for having me, Pat. Glad to be here.
4: You know, let's start out with the question that I ask everyone, everyone I, I interview. And it goes like this. Here I am. I'm looking at this fabulous book, by the way. And not only in content, but in its energy and its color. And uh, I have a sense of what your journey has been like, but truly can never really know that. So here's my question. In all that you've done and all that you are, uh, what are some of the challenges, what are some of the obstacles that you've personally had to overcome to bring you to this very moment?
5: Well, one of the things that... Um is really great is to, to get a feeling for what you want to do in life and then just go after it. And it involves both the, the, having the intention of what you want to do and keeping your attention on it. One of the things I really learned is you have to just stay focused and, and not be afraid uh, and focus too much on your dream failing, but just to go after it and, and uh, be prepared Uh, I I found, you know, there's an old saying, the more prepared you are the luckier you get. So it's just saying, you know, I'd like to do this so I'm going to go after it and then, uh, you know, face into it, be prepared, be competent and go forward. So keep learning that more and more and taking on bigger things and enjoying it.
4: Well, you know, I think for a lot of people that, that I, I know we all have dreams and if not dreams at a conscious level, there are things that we want. I mean, there's so much being said today about the power of a focus and attraction in many, many venues. And uh, I noticed that in addition to uh, your life's dedication to, uh, to your life's work, you've also been given certain awards. And I want to talk about the awards for a little bit because I would love for people to understand a, a little bit about what you're, what you're bringing to the table, Vedic Astrology, what that means to be an expert in the field. Could you say a little bit about your accomplishments?
5: Well, one of the things that's a great accomplishment when you do a, a Vedic astrology or astrology or anything, actually, is that um, people keep calling you up. So yes. that's, that's kind of a signal that you must be doing something, right? Uh, like I, I said, I, I started in 1983, and luckily, um, you know, since then, I've probably done over 11,000 readings. So um, I, I, I almost consider uh, uh, reading a gift because it gives me the ability to understand life more and people more, and it just embeds my knowledge even more deeply. So I, I like to find out you know, about you know, what makes people tick and how you can help people. And what I learned a long time ago is that if you do something where you really want to help your community, or you really want to do something valuable, and, and you, again, prepare prepare and have your competency for you. Nature will reward you. So I've always had in my heart that I've wanted to help people and uh, you know, do something good in that regard and then you know, be good at what I do. And um, it's all been really a blessing since then. So it's been part of my focus and part of my reward. So that's been really Well, nice. you
4: know, there's, there's so much we can talk about. I, I think the obvious question, and let me put it out there and we'll... We'll talk about it when we come back from break, is Vedic astrology. How is it different from what people hear about every day? And also, how is it different from esoteric astrology? Let's take a short break when we come back. More with William Levesey, and we're talking about his book, Beneath the Vedic Sun, Discover Your Life Purpose with Vedic Astrology. I'm Dr. Pat Basili. You're listening to the Dr. Pat Show. We'll be right back.
0: HealthyLife.net, the positive radio network.
4: back, everyone. You're listening to the Dr. Pat Show Talk Radio to Thrive By. I'm here with William Levisy, and we're talking about Vedic astrology. The book is Beneath a Vedic Sun, Discover Your Life Purpose with Vedic Astrology. And uh, we're talking about, well, we're talking about a number of different things. But, you know, Bill, I want to ask you a question right out of the gate before we even get into the details of this. You know, when, we, when people hear about astrology, mm-hmm there is a sense that when you get your chart read, when you hear your horoscope for the day, whatever that is that people tap into, there's this idea of fate. What is the difference between fate versus destiny? And how does Vedic astrology handle that?
5: Well, you know, uh, the first uh, president of modern India, Nehru, he had a really nice statement, and I included that in my book. But he said that fate was the hand of cards that you were dealt and destiny is how you play them that's great and so i think that's really really a neat thing that we've all got you know maybe by fate we were destined or fated to have blue eyes so we're born with blue eyes but obviously we can see all kinds of things with those eyes so you know what we what we do with what we've got that's really really the wonderful challenge and opportunity for us all
4: well, is, is Vedic astrology new to people? I mean, it, let, let's talk about this from, from what I think people understand and perhaps what they don't understand. Now, for many of us, we've heard of Vedic astrology, but for a lot of people listening to the show, they're, they're going to be thinking, okay, what does this really mean to me? How does this differ from what I've been learning along with my life and my chart and all of this? Can we have an overview?
5: Yeah, one of the things uh, that people will notice right away when they go through their chart, the Vedic chart, um, is that unless you're born between the 15th and 20th of the month, thereabouts, your sun sign will move back one sign. The reason for this is that in the Vedic system, they try to keep the signs of the zodiac aligned with the stars they represent. And, And why they would do this is that the Earth actually wobbles backwards on its axis about one degree every 72 years, so that when you look up at the sky, the relationship of the Earth to the sky is tweaked backwards a little bit so the signs of the zodiac and the stars are get out of alignment. So what's interesting is that um, about 2,000 years ago, the Western and Vedic systems were somewhat aligned in terms of where they marked the start of Aries, for example. But but for whatever reason, the Western systems don't compensate for this. It's called precession of the equinoxes, or just precession. So what the Western systems represent in terms of signs of the zodiac to the stars, is pretty much a star pattern that was there about 2,000 years ago. So what the Vedic system says is that at the spring equinox, when the sun rises on that day, it's rising in about six degrees of the constellation of Pisces, whereas the Western system says, symbolically, it's always Aries independent of what stars are behind it. So there's a big difference right there in terms of uh, you know, the way that signs and the stars line up. I have a friend who works at Kitt Peak Observatory in Arizona, and it's very common for both scientists and astronomers especially. They they feel uh, astrology is uh, you know questionable because they say the signs and the stars aren't even in the same place, but the Vedic system compensates and keeps that in alignment.
4: Okay, so what you're saying because my birthday is December 11th,
5: mm-hmm.
4: right? And yeah. and I'm thinking uh, I'm a Sagittarian.
5: Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> you would be a Scorpio.
4: I would be a Scorpio. Yeah.
5: Um,
4: so that would present itself very differently, wouldn't it?
5: Now, also it would, but also you not only look at the the sun, but in the Vedic chart, and I think a lot of Western astrologers do this too. You look at the chart chart as a whole. Yes. So you look at the rising sign. You look at the moon. Actually, they put more emphasis on the rising sign and the moon than the sun. Yes and then you look at the chart as a whole to see what kind of a pattern does the chart create overall and that overall pattern is, is you so the sun you know as one element will be important but it's part of a whole you know complex of uh, relationships and interactions between planets
4: so tell you know vedic astrology i mean i've heard that it helps us really look at behavior it helps us Look at events. It helps us look at outcomes. Could you give us an example for uh, of, of people that you have looked at, either people in the media or some folks that you've looked at? And you know how how do you work with folks? I mean, what does it feel like to sit down with with you, Bill, and and say, okay, tell me about my life? Because I'm sure people show up, and that's what they say.
5: Well, people will say, tell me about my life, but they tend to also want to focus on particular life events, like can I find out more about my marriage or about my job or about a career switch or I'm moving my house or I have this big business opportunity. So it will be an overall view that they want to have, but often it's focused on specific kind of life events. So how can I understand the nature of this event coming up how can I be best prepared to take advantage of it properly? If, if there's any kinds of you know, caution areas, how would I work with those caution areas? Um, you know, how can I interact with other people better? You know, those kind of things. So they're, they're often very practical aspects of people's lives, personalities, and then how they interact with uh, others and with events in their life. So I help people a lot with that kind of thing.
4: Well, what's really interesting about your book is that um, you come right out of the gate talking to people about defining life purpose, but not in the context of let me sit down and tell you what I think your life purpose is, but you talk about having goals. Right. You talk about being very specific. And actually the sense I get is that uh, as human beings, we are big players in the game. Yeah. This is just not for us to sit down with Bill and, you know, have him do a chart and say, okay, there it is.
5: Right, right. Uh, What's important, what I tell people a lot, if you want a new crop, you have to plant new seeds. So what it is is the chart can can identify the kinds of behaviors that will lead to new kind of outcomes and new possibilities for itself. So that's what the chart does is help us, identify probabilities or identify possibilities in the future that are suitable for our personality. That's what makes it really nice is that the the Vedic astrology assessment is just that it's an assessment of what's my strengths and weaknesses, how can I play to my strengths, what kinds of activities are suitable for me in terms of understanding my values and my interests, And what do I have to do to strengthen myself going forward to get maximum value out of my life? Because, you know, everyone really wants to be happy and they want to have good outcomes and they want to be able to anticipate good outcomes. So uh, the astrology is an assessment technique to help us understand our behavior and how that behavior can unfold over time and how we can take best advantage of it. So it's not all about prediction. It's about preparation. You know, how can I make the best with what I've got?
4: well boy i tell you that i mean for so many people um, and and i just hear this uh, so often folks are really looking for answers right now mm-hmm. they're looking for uh, uh you know uh, almost a, the that that magical formula that thing that that's that's actually going to catapult them to the place that they want to be in their lives
5: mm-hmm.
4: and, and and with that in mind how does How does the longing that people have right now for something relate to the Vedic principles?
5: Well, that's really great because longing, we could call it desire or we could call it motivation, you know, what moves you. So we have this impulse. It's natural to everybody. You know, I want more out of life. I want more happiness. I want better relationships. I want a better job. I want more respect, understanding, recognition, whatever it is. So those are natural parts of life, and it, it impels life forward because if we didn't have any desire, we wouldn't want to go anywhere. Yeah. So, uh, but the problem with the desire is not the desire itself, it's the inability to fulfill the desire, or perhaps having desires that are inappropriate to your environment or situation. For example, a five foot tall man may not be feasible for him to want to be a basketball star, you know. But maybe he could be a manager of a basketball team, but. So we have to have our desires in tune with our environment, and then we have to know, you know, being involved in basketball is a great thing for you, or sports, or management is a good part of your skill. So it helps direct people to the best parts of their personality, their behavior, and then doing such, you get better outcomes, you get better results. your, Your grade point average of life goes up.
4: You know, in the book, you talk about the, the. We're talking about manifesting right now, and in the book, you talk about the operators of manifestation right. and, and how they work. Would you give our listeners an idea
5: of these principles? Well, one thing that I, I really have enjoyed uh, putting into modern language is there's a very ancient philosopher from India called Patanjali, and most people that do know of him know that his principles were the foundation of modern yoga, like the yoga exercises and things like that. But he also had what we could call the yoga or union of the mind and how you could have an integrated, focused, and complete functioning of your mind. But he had a particular process, which I've translated into English, which I believe is the process of success. And it's a three-part process. And you have to have all three of those going in balance simultaneously, and then you will have a successful thought that leads to action. And what those principles are is what I call intention, attention, and no tension. And a lot of people hear about intention you know, find your purpose, identify your aim, clarify what you want your outcome to be. And that's great. You know, we have to know where we want to go in order to get there, obviously. And then we have to keep stimulating that purpose, and that's what's called attention. You know, you have to keep your mind on it. You have to keep working with your um, goals so that you can reach the end of that or modify them as needed as time goes on. But the third thing is where most people leave out of the equation, and that's what I call no tension. So in order to get your particular intention and attention to work properly, you have to have no tension. For example, too much intention makes a person intense. You know, if you're so intense, you get in your own way. Yeah. And then the same thing with attention. Too much attention makes tension. So you have to find that level of uh, being able to care about what you want to do, but not so much that you actually block the fulfillment of your destiny by getting in the way, by being too, too stressed or, or too blocked in terms of trying too hard. I mean, there's a point where we have the proper level of effort, and there's a point where it's exertion. You know, I like to use this as an example, like when we're taking a shower and we're holding our bar of soap to wash down, you know, what happens if you squeeze that bar of soap too hard? The bar of soap will squirt out of your hand. Exactly. So it's like this is each activity in our life requires a certain amount of intention. It requires a certain amount of attention or focus on it. But then the key is this no tension part. And that's where... I think a lot of Westerners have really great opportunities to really increase the outcome of their desires by keeping that component in place. And that would be doing things that what I call are self-soothing strategies, you know, meditation, uh, taking a nice walk, exercising, having some pleasant things that you do that take you in the opposite direction of stress. So that when your body's not stressed and strained or your mind, then your capacity to really anticipate positive outcomes is there the creativity goes up and then your lack of stress enables you to fulfill your intention and keep your attention without you know getting like i said getting in your own way so it's a wonderful uh... uh, simple process to keep in place but probably for us westerners the most important thing would be uh, the no tension part because we already know a lot about (laughs) intention and attention and not that we can't always do more of that because that's really important, but all three of those have to be in place. Well, you're
4: absolutely right. I mean, we really do. We can focus. When we put our minds to something, we can absolutely focus. But you're right. Can we focus with the balance that creates the flow of energy as opposed to getting us all, you know, worked up? And it's really clear that uh, there are folks walking around very, very stressed these days over any number of things. Uh, and all of this has to do with, as you said before, looking at our life's path, looking at what we can do. Uh, let's take a short break. When we come back more with um, with Bill levesey and we're talking about his book, Beneath the Vedic Sun, Discover Your Life's Purpose, Purpose with Vedic Astrology. Uh, you can find out more about Bill uh, on his website which is, uh, we'll give that to you in a minute, and also the book is available everywhere. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. More with Bill Levinson.
6: Why do you exist? What is the purpose of Earth? Do the stars really hold the answer to your spiritual path? These questions and more are revealed through a private astrological consultation with spiritual astrologer Martin Montez. For an in-depth and empowering interpretation of your birth chart outlining your spiritual path, visit CosmicCuisine.com. That's CosmicCuisine.com. And let Martin Montez give you the answers.
3: Occasional digestion got you down? After meals, do you feel bloated, heavy, tummy hurt? Does occasional heartburn and indigestion or adjust... And discover E-12 food enzymes, the digestive secret thousands have benefited from.
6: Your mission, if you choose to accept it, is to discover what's preventing you or your business from obtaining your goals, dreams, and vision. The inquiring mind is your partner. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. as Stephanie Durham, professional life coach, presents ACES. Authenticity, choices, empowerment, and success. Call us toll free at 1 866 461 6463.
0: When you need a positive point of view, turn to healthylife.net, your 24 7 radio network for a better future.
4: Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to the Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive By. I'm here with uh, William Levisy. We're talking about his new book, Beneath the Vedic Sun. Discover Your Life Purpose with Vedic Astrology. And we're touching on so many different things. There's This is a wonderful book. As a matter of fact, the book includes a CD. And the CD is it's a way to get started, isn't it, Bill?
5: Yes, it's a way to let you know what your Vedic components of your chart is. And then you can go back and look up in the book and say, oh, this is what my sun sign means or my rising sign or my moon or whatever, and help you kind of... Uh, Identify a little bit more what's specific to you about the book.
4: Now, there are many, many things that are important that go into the mix. Um, for example, uh, we still have to know the date and the time that we're born. Right. But the place is very important, isn't it? That's correct. Now, how do, how do these, how does this data and the way that it's used in Vedic astrology, different differ from, let's say, es- esoteric
5: astrology? Well, I mentioned earlier about uh, how the relationship of the signs of the zodiac in the Vedic system try to keep in alignment with the stars because of this shifting backwards of the Earth on its axis. So that's what part of the Vedic calculation will be. And what's another really interesting thing about Vedic astrology is the techniques that it has to interpret the chart are really, really plentiful. Uh, that's what's kept me so interested. You know, Like I said, I've been doing this for like 23 years and it's still extremely fascinating to me because of all the amazing detail of things that you can learn. For example, not only do we have the 12 signs of the zodiac, but we have 27 moon signs. So there's a whole subset of what we'll call signs of the moon. They're called nakshatras. And those can give you a whole additional view on your personality. And then what's also fascinating about the Vedic system is not only do you have the natal chart, which is your basic birth chart, but the Vedic system has also divided up the zodiac into a total of 16 different charts. I was doing some twins chart, which is always a question people have. What about twins? Yeah. But uh, the Vedic has a system where you can differentiate charts up to 40 seconds apart. So if someone's born 40 seconds different than somebody else, which is, you know, you won't get twins born 40 seconds apart. The, The birth process takes a little longer than 40 seconds, but uh, you'll get the differentiation and you'll get a different view and you get more information that's very distinct. So it's able to identify personality and behavior in great detail. And they also have a really fascinating system of forecasting. They call it the Dasha system, but it divides each of the planets into a span of time and depending on. You know, again, your time of birth, you'll be going through a cycle that's 120 years long. You know, obviously, most people won't hit the full 120 years, but you pick it up along where you were born. And then those are timing cycles to say that during this period of time, there's a possibility that these particular types of events will come to the forefront. And, you know, they, like I said earlier, the more prepared we are, the luckier we get. So we're able to anticipate the approach of either a challenge or an opportunity, and that way we can maximize it and then go after that possibility with those kinds of uh, behaviors, characteristics, and understanding that are suitable to our personality. It's really important to do things that are suitable to us. And the Vedic Astrology Chart is is basically an assessment tool that says, okay, this kind of work is suitable to you, and if you do what's suitable to you, you're happier. And when you're happier, you tend to sustain the job, you're more motivated, you tend to enjoy it more, and uh, that's really important for people to find out what's suitable for them. And the, all these techniques in the Vedic system are very rich and full and gives us all kinds of ways to look at the chart in, in great detail if we, if we want to.
4: Well, let me ask you this question because uh, you know I I I will admit that in preparing for today's show I I did pop that software in uh-huh. that comes with the
5: book,
4: right Good. <laughs> and just to get a sense of uh, what I was looking at and, and how it differs and one of the things that I wanted to ask you because for somebody like me uh, who it has been going to an esoteric astrologer for a number of years now right. I'm used to a certain story i'm used to a certain way of looking at mm-hmm. things and then to now mm-hmm. look at the Vedic chart and to get a sense of, of, of what's going on are the planet descriptions are the I mean what what changes uh, oh. in Vedic astrology is it just that my my chart will shift a little bit uh-huh. or do the meanings of the houses and the signs change?
5: Well, I, I'm not an expert on Western astrology. I, I Actually, I guess I, I don't know if I would call it fortunate or not, but I just started with Vedic. Oh, you're right out of the gate. Yeah, I didn't want to get myself confused. I lived in Europe for a while, and I met these Jordanians who had learned about six languages, and they said, Bill, if we could have just learned English and forgotten all these other ones, our oh, right. brains wouldn't be so confused. Because they'd be talking and they'd flip in a Spanish word or an Arabic word, you know. So, so I thought, you know, I'm just starting this, so I'm just going to stay with the Vedic. I have nothing against the Western system. I just thought, you know, this is what looks fascinating because I was always interested in India. So I thought, well, I'll just study this. <clears throat> and then, um, you know, I just built it out and developed it out from there. And um, the what little bit I know about Western is that there are certain... Uh, Rules that are a little bit different, and one of them I've been told is what they call aspects, and how you look at the relationships of planets. And some of these relationships, which are called, you know, planets being like 45 degrees away from each other or 90 degrees. You know, yes. And Western system, they regard some of these as favorable or unfavorable. But the, the Vedic system says it's not so much the aspect that's favorable or unfavorable; it's the quality of the planets that are participating. So let's say that it's not so much that our neighbor lives 45 degrees away from our house, whether that's good or bad. It's like, what's the quality of the neighbor and what's the quality of my, you know, my relationship with them, not so much just the angle. So that's one thing that's different. And I, I'd say from what people have told me, it's just the robustness and, and richness of uh, all the techniques. And also, uh, Vedic astrology has a very, very big, um, Spiritual background. Uh, when I was in India uh, last, I spoke at a conference, and the financial minister of the state of Karnataka in Bangalore was the guest speaker at the conference. And I thought, and then one of the speakers was also the Chief Justice wow. of, the, of the Supreme Court of Delhi. So.
4: Well, it is very different, and this is why we're doing this show, so that we can introduce people that have not heard of this before and to introduce them to your book stay tuned everyone we're going to take a short break when we come back more with Bill Levacy and the book Beneath a Vedic Sun wow this is like totally cool we'll be right back more with the Dr. Pat Show stay tuned everyone
7: In the long run, humans cannot tolerate ecstasy deprivation, said Felicitas Goodman, anthropologist. Tune into the Dr. Pad Show to learn more about ecstatic wisdom postures, discovered by Goodman and taught by certified teacher Deborah Milton. The practice combines body postures with rhythms, which expands consciousness, nurtures belonging, and nourishes aliveness. Milton is teaching both in Seattle and Blacktail Ranch, Montana, in August. For more information, Go to www.debormilton.com. That's D-E-B-O-R-A-H-M-I-L-T-O-N.com. NLP is a behavioral science that utilizes language to impact verbal and nonverbal communication, allowing you to rethink how you perceive what is occurring in your mind. NLP provides a system of knowledge and values, procedures, and tools for the purpose of empowering your life and the life of others. When you learn how to practice NLP, you can become capable of achieving anything you set your mind to. Anything. Join the Empowerment Partnership as they present the accelerated NLP practitioner training in Seattle, October the 8th through the 14th. Call 800-800-MIND or go to www.nlp.com. Mention the Dr. Pat Show to receive 20% off the Empowerment Partnership. Whatever you think you are, you're more than that.
1: For all your live or pre-recorded webcasting needs, come to earthchannel.com. Get your web-based message out to a select group or the whole world. It's easy. A pioneer in webcasting, earthchannel.com provides the best products and services to big corporations and government users. And now, this same technology is available to you. They have the best earthcast encoders, servers, and products to meet your technical needs. But wait, don't want to mess with technical stress? No problem. They'll do it for you. Earth. Ch- EarthChannel.com is your answer. You can use webcasting for lots of things, like advertising, marketing, customer support, training, and don't forget, web radio and TV. In fact, you're listening to a live Earthcast right now. So come to EarthChannel.com. Actualize your audio or video webcasting needs today. You can't beat the friendly service or the price. Call EarthChannel.com at 800-849-8978. That's 800-849-8978.
3: Join the buzz and be the buzz. Sponsor the Dr. Pat Show. Call me at 206-523-5522. That's 206-523-5522.
0: Pep it up with positive energy power right here on HealthyLife.net. Welcome
4: back. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive By. Let me just mention that if you want to find out more about our show and all of the things that we're doing, we're now live uh, 12 hours a week. I just want to mention that the best way to do that is very simply go to the website, uh, www.thedrpatshow.com, t-h-e-d-r-patshow.com. We've got lots planned uh, for this fall, for this level of programming, and we're very, very excited about people like Bill Levesy that has joined us today to share his gift, to share his knowledge, and to talk to us about another way of looking at our lives. You know, uh, Bill, thank you so much for joining the show today. How about we give out some of your information, your website, how people can contact you, and how they can get the book.
5: Well, it's probably the easiest way to both find out about me and uh, find out how to contact me in the best way would be through my website, which is vedicastrologer.com. V-E-D-I-C, vedicastrologer.com. That also that also gives a good overview, uh, you know, about what I do, uh, what Vedic astrology is. It's kind of a nice little uh, electronic brochure in a sense, and then. Um, if people want to go forward, I have a contact number, and then we can, you know, set up an appointment to look, you know, go through your chart, or look at the issues you want to look at, that kind of thing. And uh, one of the things on my chart, I, I mentioned it briefly to you during a break, is that I've also uh, participated uh, with my master's degree in education in developing an online school of Vedic astrology, which has been really fantastic. We've been working this now for about three years, and have students all over the world that. And learn Vedic astrology online in the class I'm teaching right now I have students from um, Denmark and Norway and uh, Europe and China and Puerto Rico and you know people that normally couldn't get access to both our Vedic astrology or to any kind of a you know face-to-face classroom uh, they're able to get this online and it's really really been great I really enjoy it
4: well you know I think there are many many people that are interested these days and really carving out their pathway, their pathway in this lifetime. Um, there, there are many folks that, that I speak to that ask the question, what am I purpose? What am I here to do? And then most importantly, how the heck do I make it happen?
5: Right.
4: How does Vedic astrology answer the question how the heck do I make it happen?
5: <laughs> well, you see, what we have to know is, you know, what's suitable to my personality, what kind of behaviors are right for me. You know, am I an educator? Am I a scientist? Am I a, a person who should be, you know, involved in the healing business? You know, what, what is, you know, my basic kind of purpose or direction? And then what's nice about Vedic astrology, it also tells us the timing of it. Like, for example, it, it might be that the person's thinking, I'm, I'm wanting to change careers. <clears throat> so I'll look at their chart and I'll say, it's really great to enroll in school in November, you know, or, you know, the next semester or whatever. What's been really fascinating, too, since I've been doing this for so long, I've had many clients who have given me their children's birth chart, even infants, and I've been able to give them an idea about how to set the educational direction of their child in a way that's suitable for them, for that child, so the child stays both motivated, interested, and learns things that are appropriate for their, we'll, we'll say, their destiny, and it's been really great, because you can't do a you know, a career assessment with a two-year-old, <laughs> <laughs> but you can look at their chart and say, you know, this child has great numeric skills, they have the ability to uh, work a plan, and They have an interest in, um, you know, scientific matters, and maybe you want to start culturing their direction in terms of maybe either science or mathematics, you know, or this child is very artistic, or this child is artistic with dance capabilities, so then enroll them in a tap dancing class. You know, to start exploring that child's both interests and tendencies to uh, really develop them in a really focused way that's good for them, you know, rather than, you know, having to feel like the child is being forced into activities that aren't suitable for them. And you get a happier child that way.
4: Well, let me ask you this. I mean, there, I'm familiar with uh, the idea that we have a birth chart, but then we have the birth, the chart, the way it looks in current time.
5: Right, right. It,
4: does that work the same?
5: Yeah, uh, what, what the whole concept of astrology is, is the analysis of behavior over time. Uh, Psychology looks at behavior, but they don't look at it in terms of time. They don't have a clock on behavior. They don't have a calendar. So what's nice about uh, astrology, which we could call the science of time and behavior, it, it also brings in the component of time. So okay, here's a good time to start being a student. Here's a good time to do your apprenticeship. Here's a good time to go after your advanced studies. Here's a time to take a break. You know, maybe just go off and, you know, take a nice vacation for a while and, and regroup. So it tells you the rhythms and patterns in uh, appropriate alignment with what types of career pursuits are suitable for you. And so then that really helps us understand, okay, this is my, my meets my values and interests. This is how I build my competency in that area. And then uh, this gives me the best chance of getting the best outcome in terms of a job that's both satisfying, pays well, and, you know, meets my needs. Well, I
4: mean, it's, it's always been fascinating to me how uh, interesting it is when I sit down and I look at astrology, although I've not done uh, anything with Vedic astrology up until this point, and I've started to read your book, of, of course, and I've, I've, I've used the software that comes with the book, to give me, uh, I guess we would call it a bird's-eye view, a snapshot yeah. uh, right. of, of what my birth chart is. Mm-hmm. And I was surprised, although I haven't really sat down and fully interpreted this, but it was really clear that I could see my son now was in Scorpio uh-huh. as opposed to Sagittarius. Right. And then in Sagittarius, um, I have three other, I, I'm not sure what they are because I haven't studied, right. uh, but I have something called M-O-M-E and V-E. VE in Sagittarius,
5: V E uh, would be Venus, and M O would be the Moon. All right, And,
4: and
5: ME is. M- Emmy would. Or did you say Emmy? M E. Yeah, it'd be Mercury. So.
4: So all of those that were in the Capricorn yeah. box have moved up.
5: The, yeah, they've moved back. Everything moved will back. move back about 24 degrees. So if something is more than 24 degrees, like say a planet's 28 degrees, it mm-hmm. it might stay stay in the same time, but. Anything 24 degrees or less is most likely going to move back into the previous time.
4: So this now presents a whole new conversation, yeah. a very interesting conversation, yeah. and really, really has us look at this in a, in a way that allows us to see what our intention, what are what intentions we should have or we could have at this right. particular point, and where we're going with this. We'll talk more about this when we come back uh, after this short break. I'm here with Bill Levesey. We're talking about Beneath the Vedic Sun, Discover Your Life Purpose with Vedic Astrology. We'll be right back, everyone. Stay tuned.
7: NLP is a behavioral science that utilizes language to impact verbal and nonverbal communication, allowing you to rethink how you perceive what is occurring in your mind. NLP provides a system of knowledge and values, procedures, and tools for the purpose of empowering your life and the life of others. When you learn how to practice NLP, you can become capable of achieving anything you set your mind to. Anything join the empowerment partnership as they present the accelerated nlp practitioner training in seattle october the 8th through the 14th call 800 800 mind or go to www.nlp.com mention the dr pat show to receive 20 percent off the empowerment partnership whatever you think you are you're more than that
6: are you feeling stuck heavy or crusted over in some part of your life have you lost your spark would you like help realizing your dream Do you know what you want? Call Dr. Pat Vasily, certified career and belief coach, who wants to help you stop those negative thoughts that keep you running in circles. This award-winning author and researcher, Dr. Pat Vasily, brings a powerful, innovative approach to helping individuals live life full out. Call 206-523-5522 for a free consultation. That's 206-523-5522.
0: In college, I took a lot of history and liberal arts classes, and frankly, I don't remember much of any of it. But as an adult, I find myself engrossed in fascinating programs on the A&E and History Channel. They pretty much helped me to be pretty impressive at social functions, and I just found out today that I can purchase DVDs of my favorite A&E and History Channel programs right through HealthyLife.net. You should visit HealthyLife.net and order your favorite A&E and History Channel program DVDs as well, and then discover how many people you can impress during your next social occasion. We're HealthyLife.net, reaching and helping a worldwide audience without hype, without shock, and without shenanigans.
4: Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining in. We're here with William Levisey We're talking about his book, uh, Beneath the Vedic Sun, Discover Your Life Purpose with Vedic Astrology. Bill, you and I were talking back and forth during the break about the interpretation, about uh, how we would look at sort of the way our chart uh, lines up, and uh, we were talking about favorable and perhaps not so favorable, and and I'd like to talk a little bit about that, but before we do, let's give out your information one more time and how people can get a copy of the book.
5: Well, my website, which is a good way to learn a little bit more about me and how to contact me, is at VedicAstrologer.com, and my book is available on Amazon, uh, at Hay House, my publisher, online and most major bookstores carry it. Another nice thing I I mentioned a little bit earlier, but um, I also participate in an online college of Vedic Astrology called uh, American College of Vedic Astrology and um, that's listed on my website as well for people that want to maybe take any kind of training, education, learn a little bit more on that level. So those are my main contact points.
4: Well the book is really full of so much. I mean it, it really is um, a, a way for us to find out quite a bit and then uh, and then to tap into some of the other uh, services you offer is really great the book also has some sample charts in it as well as a CD you know we were talking during break and I was sharing a little bit uh, of my chart that I use the software
5: right. and
4: had it pop right up uh, and what I was looking at was kind of a, a a different way of looking at things and you started to talk about uh, favorable and, uh, well, I don't want to call them unfavorable, but not so favorable. We were right. talking about where, you know, where my sun is now and where my, uh, my rising sign is and, 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 and some of the other planets. and right. I think it would be helpful, and I don't mind if you use me as an example, to talk to folks about how that works, what to look out for.
5: Well, what's interesting and what you told me when you ran the software, which is really a pretty neat deal, as you mentioned, it's a, it's a program called Parashur is Light. But um, this, this program allows you to actually calculate your chart. And this program normally costs $300. This is more or less what we we'll call a limited edition version, but it's quite capable of in, you know, on, on calculating your chart. But when you told me where your positions were, you indicated to me that your rising sign was Aries and that your sun was in, Scorpio, and these are very, very dynamic positions. You know, Aries is—you uh, know—there'll be some similar interpretations off of what Western people say, but you know, Aries is really a, a groundbreaker, a pathfinder, a really—you know—strong, innovative, uh, being in the moment. You know, life is all about the moment, and being able to thrive and and be excited and live in the moment. You know, being involved with innovative and and uh, things that are involved in groundbreaking kinds of things are uh, very important. You said your son was in Scorpio, which would put it in the eighth house, which is in, in Vedic astrology, they call it the Ayubhava, the house of healing, the house of health, and investigating into the mysteries of life, transcendental knowledge, things that lie beyond. And a lot of natural healers, having son in the eighth is really, really good for having that both investigative, diagnostic, and interest in spiritual, but a little more on the esoteric level, a little bit beyond the uh, normal range of knowledge, which makes you, with your Aries, both a groundbreaking or or frontier type of person, Uh but it also puts your son in a very healing, innovative, and, uh, you know, uh, in a, a position like that. And then you mentioned your moon was in. Sagittarius along with your, uh, if I recall, your Mercury and your Venus. That's right. You know, that's the ninth house, which is philosophy, religion, God, guru. It's also higher knowledge, higher education. And it's also, uh, being in Sagittarius It means you want to be an advocate for a cause. You know, so having a cause and being a champion for justice and uh, really leading people, leading people with your Aries, you know, leading them. in a way that they can find out about more about the mysteries of life, about the hidden things, and, and doing it in a way that, you know, they can be self healing. Because the Aries doesn't want to spend a lot of time, you know, with this. You know, just here, take it and, and, and learn it and, and incorporate it, and let's not be dwelling on all, you know, how you can't do it and all that stuff. So, very, very self directed and very motivated. So, those are good. Um, good aspects and in the ninth house where you have your mercury and your venus and your moon that's the house of publishing so probably when jupiter transits that around november of 2008 definitely should get something published or expand your media you know your media presence in
4: well, that is definitely on the charts for us. Now, the other thing that you said that you and I were talking about, uh, and I want to make make this point for people that are listening, uh, when you look at the book and you look at Vedic, Vedic Astrology, you also get to look at this in terms of, yes, this is my birth chart, but what does this mean today to bring it into uh, to this year or into uh, what people call the transit? Can you do the same thing, and, and how does that work?
5: Yeah, like I mentioned earlier, Vedic astrology has a number of forecasting techniques to say yes. what is the potential, again, it's potential, yes. uh, for your uh, behavior to unfold and express itself over time. So the, one of these systems is called the Dasha system, which has each planet has a certain span of time that gives its effects. And then what you're calling the transits, they, they call it Gochara in Sanskrit, but it's a similar concept of planets moving in relationship to your natal position, will also give you indications about the potential or tendency of that behavior to unfold within a specific time. Like this is a good time to start a career, end a career, get more education. good time to uh, increase your competency within a specific area of your knowledge. Um, a good time to uh, form uh, more alliances with people to build out the strength of your career. You know, all these kinds of things can be both seen in terms of the chart and then the timing of when to do it. I have a client right now who's, I can't mention the client's name, but they're in the middle of a book negotiation in New York, and um, they're doing a book auction right now with four major publishers in New York, and we've been working all week, almost on a daily basis, about how to time every step of this. <clears throat> of this transaction so she can get maximum results and it's been really exciting it's wow that is really exciting well,
4: yeah. well that is well, Bill this has been so wonderful thank you so much for joining us today we're going to take a short break when we come back we're going to be closing the show and, 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 and Bill Levesy will will share with you his personal message stay tuned everyone we'll be right back
7: for everyone, any race, religion, gender, and age, anyone that wants to know more about who we are, why we're here, and how the universe works. A wide and varied range of people with different backgrounds are drawn to HUNA and attend the biannual HUNA workshop, healthcare professionals, therapists, lawyers, managers, educators, professional athletes, college students, and people just like you. If you're interested in a more spiritual view of the world, if you want to connect more with who you are and discover a whole new universe around you, then HUNA is for you. Call 800-800-MIND or go to HUNA.com and learn about the September 9th through the 17th HUNA event in Kona, Hawaii. Mention the Dr. Pat Show and receive a special discount.
3: I'm Dr. Pat Facilli, the host of the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Let me help you take your empowering message to a community of people looking for products and services that value all life on earth and tap into the one true freedom we have, the freedom to choose. Let our listeners choose you.
1: For all your live or pre-recorded webcasting needs, come to earthchannel.com. Get your web-based message out to a select group or the whole world. It's easy. A pioneer in webcasting, earthchannel.com provides the best products and services to big corporations and government users. And now, the same technology is available to you. They have the best earthcast encoders, servers, and products to meet your technical needs. But wait, don't want to mess with technical stress? No problem. They'll do it for you. Earth. EarthChannel.com is your answer. You can use webcasting for lots of things, like advertising, marketing, customer support, training, and don't forget, web radio and TV. In fact, you're listening to a live EarthCast right now. So come to EarthChannel.com. Actualize your audio or video webcasting needs today. You can't beat the friendly service or the price. Call EarthChannel.com at 800-849-8978. That's 800-849-8978. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome
4: back. Thank you for listening to the Dr. Pat Show. Bill Lovesy, thank you so much for joining the show today.
5: What's your personal message for everyone? Well, you know, one thing I would tell people in order to get the maximum benefit, this sounds totally simplistic, but um, it goes with my little statement about intention, attention, and no tension. I would tell people don't get tired. You know, don't get tired. I'm not saying be more relaxed or take more vacations. I'm saying don't get tired because when you're tired and fatigued, nothing works right. So if you can find a way to soothe yourself, then the natural tendency of life to fill, you know, uh, to to expand is... is is facilitated by us not getting tired. So I'd say just keep that in mind. Don't get tired.
4: Thank you, Bill. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week right here on HealthyLife.net. Make yourself a great week. All right. Thank you. Bye.